Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm Murray Edwards, and this is The Washington Effect on the Net News Network. How do you feel when you hear the following words from the Declaration of Independence? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You scratch your head and wonder how so many in the government don't quite understand what our founders meant by these words. We fought a revolution to free ourselves from a tyrannical government that was oppressing free thought, attacking religious freedoms, taxing the people without representation, and trying to control what the populace did on a daily basis. Does this sound familiar? It seems like we the people are once again facing these challenges. And who is creating these problems? Well, this time it's from our very own government. The same government that we the people created to serve the people of this country, not the other way around. The federal government seems to have gotten the terms of equality and equity confused. The two terms are often used interchangeably, but they have very different meanings. The idea of equality refers to the fact that everyone should be treated the same, regardless of their background or circumstances. That means everyone is given equal access to opportunities, resources, and benefits. If you apply yourself, then you have the ability and the opportunity to succeed in reaching the goals that you set for yourself. If you simply just want to get by, well, that's your prerogative. And truthfully, you have only yourself to hold accountable for the results. The government, on the other hand, believes that the equity vision is the panacea to address all the problems the people of the country face these days. To the powers to be, equity involves giving people what they think they need to be successful, instead of allowing people to attempt to succeed on their own merits, what they've done individually to improve their lives and to reach the goals that they may have set for themselves. Is this fairness and justice? Well, it is in the view of the government. By now, I'm sure you've heard of the term DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. The government has been working diligently to drive this policy into every aspect of our lives. The business community, which also has to deal with the onslaught of the ESG mantra. Education at all levels. Athletics, especially women's sports. The criminal justice system, and even into the communities in which we live. How did we get into the situation that we find ourselves? What was subtle for a while? Quietly build a momentum amongst the collegiate ranks and the left-leaning social elitist. Radical groups and politicians began to buy into the notion that if we can disrupt the social construct with forced concepts of diversity, equity, and inclusion, they would have the power to control the populace. And the political party that bought into DEI? Of course, the Democrats. And when Joe Biden was elected president, the lid blew off and there was no need to be subtle any longer. It was time to go full bore with their structural changes to the American society. On Joe Biden's first day in office, he signed Executive Order 13985, advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government, which charged the federal government with advancing equity for all. In this executive order, he writes, in short, my administration has embedded a focus of equity into the fabric of federal policy making and service delivery, 
Our work to transform the way the federal government serves the American people has been complemented by Executive Order 14035 that he signed on June 25th of 2021. And that executive order, diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility in the federal workforce, which continues to help ensure that my administration will be the most diverse in the nation's history, and it reflects the growing diversity of the communities that we serve. Yes, sir, your administration is by far the most diverse in history. However, maybe if you'd brought on some truly qualified individuals, instead of simply checking the box, we might not be having the highest inflation rate in 40 years. We wouldn't have a deputy HHS director who thinks it's perfectly okay for children to have gender transitional surgeries without the approval of their parents. And it would be much more comforting having individuals that might understand foreign affairs instead of appeasing our enemies. Yes, sir, you've got the diverse portion down, but you forgot about the most qualified. He goes on to say, My administration has taken action to strengthen public safety and to advance criminal justice reform. Now hold on, Mr. Biden. Does that mean those actions are part of the massive increase in crime rates in nearly every major city across the country? It sure seems so as repeat criminals are released on low or zero bells and felonies are reduced to misdemeanors. Is that part of the equity measures? We are protecting civil rights and standing up against rising extremism and hate-fueled violence that threatens the fabric of our democracy. Wait a minute. It seems like the only civil rights that your administration is protecting are those that agree with your agenda. Anyone else, well, all bets are off. And why does it seem perfectly okay with your administration to ignore extremism or hate-fueled violence when only, say, a pro-life center? And then arrests occur when a group of individuals stand in silent prayer at an abortion clinic. Where's the equity in those cases, Mr. Biden? There is none. And by the way, sir, we are a republic, not a democracy. The next portion of his executive order is one of the major causes of the issues we are facing across the country today. We have taken historic steps to advance full equality for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex, LGBTQI plus Americans. That list just keeps getting longer every day. Including by ending the ban on transgender service members in our military, prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and sex characteristics across all federal programs. Now, I wonder why he saw fit to use equality instead of equity in this portion of his executive order. What he does here is give his full support to the efforts that some rather radical groups are pushing onto the public. Now, how might you ask? By stating they are equal, which based on our Constitution they are, but think a little deeper. In being equal, he is basically saying how and what you think, believe, or act, then it's okay for for those who act in an alternative manner have equal standing. So let's say if parents support their children in a certain way, then it's perfectly fine for those who wish to push alternative lifestyles get a pass. After all, they are now equal. And if you dare go against them, the equity piece kicks in. We must bring them down to our level. Well, if they can do it, then why can't we? You get it now? Explains why the administration never comes out against those pushing alternative lifestyles or the trans agenda onto everyone, especially children. The White House press secretary made it perfectly clear where they stand on these issues. LGBTQI 
plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. And we have their back. This administration has their back. Now, is this equality, equity, or predetermined bias, permitting one side to basically do and say what they please while pushing back on those who might object to these agendas? Well, I'll let you decide. On to the military portion of this executive order. As far as I'm concerned, the military is supposed to be able to do two things, blow things up and break things. Anything else that takes away from their ability to protect the homeland is a waste of time, effort, and taxpayer dollars. And this executive order has the potential to do all three. Several of our branches of the armed forces have already fallen short on their recruitment goals. And this is due to the DEI policies that are being put in place by the Biden administration and the military leaders. The Marine Corps has already indicated that it may ban recruits from respectably addressing senior members as sir or ma'am to avoid misgendering and offending them. Now, if someone is offended by a name they are called, especially in the Marine Corps, and basically they have no business in the Marine Corps, the two-year study costing we the taxpayers some $2 million by the University of Pittsburgh's Warrior Human Performance Research Center said that the Army, Navy, and the Coast Guard should effectively de-emphasize gender in an integrated environment. Please explain to me how the use of pronouns is going to make a soldier better prepared for a potential engagement. Are they going to yell out, Hey, what's your pronoun before they pull the trigger? Come on, man, this is ridiculous. After all, once this diversity, equity, and inclusion training is completed, will a soldier have to take into consideration, I wonder if that person I'm about to take a shot at is part of an oppressed group. I better not take a chance. I don't want anyone to think that I'm better than they are. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, but taking into effect what's being taught in our schools these days, you have to wonder how the military is going to transform itself and what's it going to act like once this transformation is complete. The other question I guess that needs asking, will the American taxpayers be saddled with the cost for those individuals that consider themselves a trans person makes the decision to transform into a new gender? If so, would someone join the military with the only intent to take advantage of the military healthcare system? Again, maybe a ridiculous question, but we must think that somewhere, someone is going to do it. You think we're done yet? Nope, we're just getting started. The equity movement isn't advancing at a pace that pleases Mr. Biden and those driving his agenda. So back in February of 2023, President Biden issued another executive order, further advancing racial equity for underserved communities through the federal government. In this new enhancement to his previous executive order, Biden is instructing each federal agency now, understand, this is every federal agency to develop an equity team that shall be led by a designated senior official charged with implementing his administration's equity initiatives. Now, what exactly does this mean for you or maybe your company? Each agency head shall support ongoing implementation of a comprehensive equity strategy that uses the agency's policy, budgetary, programmatic, service delivery, procurement, Will your company meet the qualifications needed to do business with the federal government? 
data collection processes, grant making, using federal grants, maybe not so much if you don't step up through the agency's equity policies, public engagement, research and evaluation, and finally regulatory functions. Get ready for more rules and regulations coming from DC. All these to enable the agency's mission to yield equitable outcomes. Mr. Biden includes another process within this executive order. Prevent and remedy discrimination, including protecting the public from algorithmic discrimination. Now, what may you ask is algorithmic discrimination. The term refers to instances when automated systems contribute to the unjustified different treatment or impacts disfavoring people based on their actual or perceived race, color, ethnicity, sex, which includes based on pregnancy, childbirth, and related conditions, gender identity, intersex status, and sexual orientation, religion, age, national origin, limited English proficiency, disability, veteran status, genetic information, or any other classified protected by law. To be honest, algorithmic discrimination was a new one on me. I didn't know there was such a thing, but according to the administration, it exists. So now, every agency from the Department of Education to Transportation and the EPA now has the ability to push the administration's agenda downstream to the entities in which they regulate. Don't think for a moment that one day these policies might not reach out and affect you. They could. Here are just a few instances that I'm aware of where DEI has affected people across the country. I recently had a conversation with a federal employee. They had worked with the government for several years and had an excellent record. A position became available in which they were qualified to apply. They did, and during the interview for the position, they were informed that they did not meet the proper criteria for the position. Naturally, they were quite upset, but after a discussion with their supervisor, they were told they'd be better off dropping the matter. An 18-year-old student recently applied for an internship at a national company. They have a nearly perfect GPA, seldom missed a day of school, and work diligently to get ready for the real-world experience. You're not qualified. You're not quite what we're looking for with this internship, was the response that came from the interviewer. A business owner spent years building a successful company from the ground up. After years of hard work and dedication, the company grew into a strong player in the market in which it plays. After much deliberation, the decision was made that in order to continue its growth and become a major player, the company needed to join forces with a larger national player, and thus the business owner sold the company and stayed as part of the executive management team. As in most national organizations, especially those who do business with the federal government, Companies are created diversity management teams or diversity ambassadors to ensure that they are meeting the new diversity model that the federal agencies desires that they have. And this is where the problems began. There wasn't enough anymore to hire the most qualified for the job, as most successful companies attempt to do. Now the company had to take other personal matters into consideration in their hiring practices. Were they always the most qualified to fill the job vacancy? Not necessarily so, but because they fit the requirement to meet the diversity standards, they get the job. Needless to say, the business owner was taken aback that the government had this much power to influence a company's hiring process. And after pushing back to no avail, the decision was made to retire and walk away from the company that they had spent most of their adult life building. So as you can see, yes, 
This new drive to instill DEI can and will affect the corporate space. These policies are just beginning to take shape and the results could be devastating. But unfortunately, Mr. Biden isn't quite finished yet. Remember this from just a few weeks back? was a bunch of um, peaceful protesters, there you go, who decided that Wiley Grimes, a female collegiate swimmer, didn't deserve the right to speak on behalf of women's sports. They surrounded her, screamed at her, and security was forced to lock her into an empty office for nearly three hours. Now, why am I bringing this up? Biden recently announced changes to Title IX. These changes will destroy the protections that women receive from its provisions. States will now be banned from barring men who woke up one day and decided they wanted to be a woman and joined the sports activities. Title IX was put in place on June 22nd of 1972 and was designed to ensure that women got equal treatment in collegiate sports. Now trans women, men in other words, should now, according to the Biden administration, receive those same protections and it is perfectly okay for them who are much stronger and faster than most women or girls, to face off in competition. Though so all the effort that women and girls have put forth to try to be the best they can in the sport in which they decide to compete has just been pushed by the wayside. Not only that, but it is perfectly fine for men, well excuse me, trans women, to join them in their restrooms, locker rooms, and basically anywhere else that was once considered off-limits for men and boys. We can only assume that this group of individuals that went after Riley Grimes may be just the start of the ramifications for going against the trans women or women movement. In addition, Mr. Biden has already stated that he will veto H.R. 734, the Protection of Women and Girls Sports Act, which would block men or boys competing with girls or women. What does this administration have against women? I mean, Mr. Biden is married to a woman, or I guess maybe a she, her, a birth giver. Should we be surprised? Probably not. Most of the left can't or won't provide a definition of what a woman is, even if they are one. But this is equity in the eyes of the administration. Equality no longer exists. They have been determined since the day they took office to reshape and redefine the United States. The equity policies being put in place have been designed to weaken the power of the people and increase the control of the government over the populace. The majority of the people in companies, well, they could care less about the color of a person's skin, their personal lives, what they do in their privacy of their own home, or their lifestyles. This is their own business. We may not always agree with their choices, but they are entitled to do as they please. If you treat a person with respect and you get respect in return, this is equality.
However, when people are forced to accept individuals, alternative lifestyles, or belief systems, simply because the government states they must, then the problems arise. Parents are not okay when their children are confronted with individuals dressed or half-dressed that dance and parade in front of their children, but they're told they must. Students are being told that if you are of one race, you are either an oppressor or part of the oppressed. Businesses are being told that they must abide by policies that force them to hire and employ individuals, not necessarily because of their qualifications, but because they fit a certain criterion. Criminals are either turned back out onto the streets of their cities, or their crimes are simply overlooked because they are part of the group that, in the government's opinion, have been over-prosecuted. Individuals' belief systems are now being challenged. For those who believe in a higher being, that if they follow these beliefs, you can be a better person. But instead, some groups think that they are that higher being, and that you must believe and support whatever they say or do, and if not, then you are a bigot or a racist. This is their vision of equity. We must wonder, how did Mr. Biden, in his eminent wisdom, come up with all this nonsense? Well, he didn't. Does the name Susan Rice sound a little familiar? She was appointed by Biden to lead the charge on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Susan Rice was part of the Obama administration. Do you remember his statement just prior to his inauguration speech? Happened out in Chicago. We are five days from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. They are now trying to finish that transformation. Unless we the people speak up, stand up, and push back, the country as we know it will cease to exist. Until next time, this is Murray Edwards, and this has been the Washington Effect on the Net News Network.